Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio. Real herbs, real life, real easy. Now, a word from our sponsor. This show is brought to you by The Practical Herbalist, simple ways to make natural living a part of your daily life. Check out their website at thepracticalherbalist.com. Welcome to show 79, Herb Lab, Vital Herbalism. Today we're talking about vital herbalism with Candice and Sue, and they'll touch on what it means to them and how they're incorporating it into their herbal practices. Later on, we'll have herbal news. Now, here are your hosts, Candice Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe. I'm Candice Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe, and welcome to Real Herbalism Radio. So, what does vital herbalism what is it? mean to you? What is vital herbalism? <laughs> that was some dead space. And... That was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What does vital herbalism mean? I happen to have – excellent question. Excellent. What a, what a fine, upstanding question she's you've got southern. there. She's going southern. Uh, I happen to have the definition here from the Colorado School of Clinical Herbalism, and this is in Boulder, Colorado, and this is from uh, Paul Bergner. He's this was the his. This was Gakov's school and mentor, right? Yes, I believe so. Yep, good, good fella. Uh, he's the founder of NAIMH, and yeah. he he. I'm reading it right from the website here, so y'all can just follow along if you want in your homes, or, but not while you're driving. Def, defines vitalism as the clinical strategy based on the principle that life, nature, and the great spirit from which they arise are fully present in all tissues of the body, and also in the psyche, the spiritual heart, and the soul. He goes on quite a bit more. There's an entire paragraph there, but I think that gives That's people an idea succinct. of it. Yeah. 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 You're basically putting a, a spiritual practice into incorporating that in the way that you heal. Right. Which is a, a pretty old concept. Yeah, actually, it, it kind of it makes me think of pretty much all the various what we today call energetic traditions, traditional Chinese medicine, Arveda, mm-hmm. um, the eclectic school, like Ma- what Matthew Wood does, Steve Buner, Native American herbalism. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a it's a traditional, pretty traditional approach. Yeah, but um, I, I I think that. The fact that we're incorporating more of modern information, you know, the, the joy of being in an industrial society is yeah. we've got uh, a little more information on how the body fantastic works. And so adding that to uh, how we see this body of ours and yeah, how to seemed, fix it. It seemed to me that Yakov did a lot of balancing or incorporating science, current scientific knowledge and study and theory mm-hmm. into the more traditional and spiritual approach. So he's really finding a good way to meld them both together. Yeah. Using science maybe to explain the mechanics. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. It, it also, it, it, I think, really explains why he was so involved in herbal activism. Yeah. Because he's looking externally as well as internally. Yeah. You know, the body itself is, is influenced so heavily by these forces that we just can't control. Or, you know, that maybe we, there's something we can do about it, but they seem so much bigger than us. Uh, the economy, for example, right. you know, that's not one person's job to fix that. No. Um, it's not one person's job to fix air pollution or whatever, but it all, it, everything influences us as well. And so he sees it as his job as a healer to do something about these other external forces right. that the are external, harming. Yeah, the external yeah. forces have a huge impact on each individual. Mm-hmm. So that's... That's why we we see him at Occupy Medical, mm-hmm. dealing with some of the 
stuff around how the economy has crushed people that we treat at the free clinic or, you know, our, our idea about insurance and just crazy stuff. And yeah, uh, you're, you're pretty much to some extent, you're an activist every day. Yes. I mean, you're, you're always doing it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I definitely did that last night. And even at my work, uh, if you're in the, pardon me, the healing profession, you end up doing a lot of social work Mm -hmm. and you sit there talking with uh, like senior and disabled services, for example, yeah. talking about the roadblocks that stand in the stand in the way of really basic things that a patient needs. Right. And the person on the other end of the phone has got their hands in the air going, I, I have nothing. I would like to have something. It's mm-hmm. a really basic thing this person needs. It's actually pretty cheap. And all I, if I had my magic pen, mm-hmm. they would have it. But unfortunately, there's this paperwork mountain or a attitude mountain or, or whatever it might be. And I can't, can't get to it. Right. Well, it's really, it's really disturbing sometimes, but if we keep our, ourselves focused, you know, this is, yeah, the, it appears sometimes that things are getting more broken, but it doesn't change our job as healers. We still have to fix things. Yeah. And even it's discouraging. Well, sometimes you have to really destroy things to rebuild them. Yep. You know, sometimes there's a reason why they raise the land before they raise the building. Right. You know, yeah, dig into a good foundation. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. There's there's a lot to be fixed. And I know that a lot of it has to do with people's education or their focus. Mm -hmm. You know, for mine, of course, the medical part. That's what I keep looking at over and over again. Right. And I know it colors my view on things. Just a little. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> bit. But yeah, my microcosm, I'm not sure that I even I, I even have as good a, a perspective on my own personal microcosm. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I've jumped into the macrocosm as the level above, maybe I feel for some weird reason, like that's something I can control more than mm-hmm. some, <laughs> like the pile of dirty dishes at home or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm the opposite. I start really little, you know, the pile of dirty dishes. I can do something about that. Mm-hmm. And as I'm working on doing something about that, I'm setting my intention and hoping, pushing, putting my energy out there to make that be a, a microcosm for the many other things. And I often find that that will, you, know, you clean up the house and suddenly the other messes in my life start to resolve themselves. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes things that are well beyond my control, Yeah, but not everything, you know? I mean, there's some things I just can't change. Yeah. You yeah. know, the hall closet's just too small. <laughs> yeah. That's just all there is to you it. Need, you need know? extra dimensional space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is what's his name? Doctor Who? Yes. Doctor Who? He's oh, got. Oh, God. I want a TARDIS. So bad. Yeah, that's what the thing is. A TARDIS. It's much TARDIS. bigger than it, and then it appears. <laughs> yeah, Snoopy's doghouse. Yeah. I think about it. Yeah. Well, heck, even one of the tents from the Hogwarts, from the Harry oh, Potter right. tents. I mean, that that would work. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. I could live in a tent like that. That would be. Oh, yeah, that's a more modern reference. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's right. I forgot about that. They'd walk into the little tent and there's be like a furnishings and a sunken <laughs> living room and yeah. 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 I could live in that kind of tent. I could. Wasn't it that redheaded family? The Weasleys. The, the Weasleys. Wasn't that like the tent ended up being bigger than their house? 
Yeah. Like, couldn't they just, with all them kids, couldn't they have just yeah. made their house with that spell? And then, <laughs> right. That would be nice. Would be nice. I don't know. I'm, yeah. Who am I to judge these mythical people? <laughs> in, their, in their mythical tents. In their mythical yeah. tents, yes. yes. I don't know how that process works. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think that one of the things that we are probably going to be seeing a lot of here in 2017 is people feeling really discouraged. Yeah. And we're already seeing, I've been seeing that for a couple of months. Yeah. And the general feeling in the community, I mean, just the energy to me feels like there's a lot of discouragement and frustration and sorrow. Yep. Grief. There's a lot of grief. A lot of grief. Yeah. yeah. Particularly for people that find themselves that would be listening to this podcast and mm-hmm. they want my more natural lifestyle and their their job they feel is towards healing mm-hmm. and you know being self-reliant and yet being involved in their community because that's been our podcast over and over and over again right so uh if that's their interest then boy this is a difficult time to be watching the network that we all rely on fall apart yeah but the truth of the matter is is that they we're we've been called to do something Bigger. So now we just mm-hmm. get to see what those bigger pieces are that we need to work on. Yeah. You know, so off we go. Off we go into the wild blue yonder. Oh, gosh. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. It's tiring, isn't it? Just yeah. thinking about it. <laughs> it is tiring. It is tiring. I like working. I know Yakov also mentioned during the podcast how he would, when he first started, he was spending a long time with each patient yeah, and how he knew that, you know, like I would be always picking on him going, okay, yeah. you know, that's, that's enough. Right. We got a ton of more people yeah, and triaging our time, I think is part of dealing with that societal burnout that we, yeah. you know, just mentioned is, uh, this is the piece of time I have for this particular patient, or this is the piece I have of time that I have for keeping house, or this is the piece. And really, to if you start feeling uh, overwhelmed, to put those pieces together in more of an organized fashion so that you do feel like you're more in control of it and don't start spinning down that rabbit hole. Yeah. I think people get online sometimes and they'll look at a, they'll look at a topic and they end up you know, an hour later, they're looking at like chicken wrestling or something, yeah, you know, right. <laughs> and that's cute cat pictures, right? Cute cat yeah. pictures. And that's poor triaging of time. Yeah. And then at the but end, there's something to be said for having blocks of time where you can do something around. Nice. Cause yeah. I think that's one of the challenges we have in modern life is that most of us have our entire lives are scheduled from the time you wake up in the morning mm-hmm. to the time you go to fall asleep in bed. And it might be literally fall into bed because right, yeah. it's so late. So many people are so one thing after another, after another, after another, all these demands. And I think mm-hmm. that's that's probably part of where the great discouragement and sorrow is coming from because it was such a long uphill battle to even just get as far as we have. And now it feels like we're just falling off of a cliff mm-hmm. and we don't have the energy to hit the ground running. Right. You know, we're just going to hit the ground. Right. You know, and I think yeah. that's... I think that's part of what's going on with people in general, community in general, mm-hmm. at least, you know, amongst the liberal or more liberal people. Right. For a lot of the folks that I talk to, and I know from my own personal background, uh, the coming from a very poor family, uh, that's just kind of what aged women. I look at pictures yeah. of 
my grandparents and my great grandparents and you know they the wedding picture and they there were there were teenagers right when right. they got married and they look fresh and spry and then ten years later they are looking older than yeah they look like they're forty weathered <laughs> yeah. they're weathered yeah. they're really and it hasn't been that much time that's passed and it's just that the crush of constantly having you know the super long pre union work days or yeah know that that out of control feeling now I've got now I've got eight kids and you know I've got a pot of beans and right you know (laughs) some bacon grease and I gotta feed that that constant crush that feeling is is always been there for them and no the middle class feels it too right right yeah Yeah. so I, I I feel like I need to remember that for myself yeah there's stress but my life is so much better than my grandparents' lives or my great grandparents' lives or even my uh even though my parents in the end ended up having a higher income than I have now. It's still Well your your parents in the end had health care. Yes, yes, they I did. Good health care, which I, I do not one, have. I don't yeah, have health I insurance. Say, I think that's one of the concerns that many of us in the middle ages are looking at going, well, these next four years going to mean the end of any possibility of actual medical care for us in the next 20 years? Mm-hmm. You know, what are we doing? What's right. happening here? What is our society's values? I mean, we thought that we valued one thing and come to find out. It turns out that there's a really groundswell toward another set of values, mm-hmm. which, what does that mean? Yeah. I mean, how are we going to grow old? Safely, <laughs> yeah. Way, you know. I yeah, mean, I wonder about that too. It's, so I think that's where a lot of the discouragement is. I mean, there's a lot of people who've spent a large portion of their lives continuing to believe that. Well, maybe everyone doesn't feel the same way I do. Have the exact same opinions. Maybe there's people who are racist or anti-women or anti-herbs or anti-anything, mm-hmm. and that's there. But as a group, our whole society says. We believe in tolerance and we believe everybody deserves to have, you know, health care, have a place to live, whatever at the end. Mm-hmm. Because it's and, basic survival. Yeah, exactly. Basic survival. There are basic human yeah. rights that we all have, inalienable rights. Right. And when you start sticking money on that, you can have all the justice you can afford. Right. You know, you can have all the health care you can afford. Yeah. Then that automatically cuts off a huge chunk of people that won't have that stuff. And those repercussions are enormous. That's a, that's a tidal wave that you can't bite back on. And that's, that's the scary part. You know, do we really want a huge chunk of the population having all of those untreated diseases wandering around? Right. It seems to me that (gasps) just from a purely from a national security issue, Mm -hmm. healthcare should be given to everybody because that is really dangerous. Yes, it is. To not have our poorest, most, you know, hardest working classes Mm -hmm. be getting 100% healthcare is really dangerous. Yeah. Because what happens when, when that class goes down, you know, when half of them cannot work for whatever reason. Yeah. How the hell do we fly our planes? Right. You know, I mean, well, the, the, the ripple effect starts you know, simple. so quickly. How do we, how do we feed our families if half the farmers that were growing the food suddenly cannot, mm-hmm. they're sick, they've died, whatever mm-hmm. they can't. So how are our wealthy classes going to eat? Yeah. They're not going to, because the food just won't be grown. And if it's not grown, then what are you going to eat? Yeah. You know, Each I mean, it's those links are, it's simplicity, yeah. but you know, it's almost like we've completely lost sight of 
things that are so basic. Yeah, the just a small example is the flu epidemic that we've mm-hmm. been dealing with this winter of, of 2016, 2017. Uh, a friend of mine uh, needed to schedule his chemo and he uh, called up to get it done in the hospital and the hospital was full of influenza patients. Oh dear God. They didn't have a place for him. Oh dear God. So he, and he, you know, he has very, very good health insurance. Right. Didn't matter. His, his great health insurance didn't matter. A person is a person is a person. And this is just the flu. Right. Right. So yeah. fortunately they were able to schedule for him to have an alternative, right. but but it's still, the chemo is a big, uh, yeah. you know, and you don't want to miss one of those. And how many of those people that are in that hospital being treated for the flu will not be able to pay for it? How many of oh, them yeah. are going to lose their houses because they got the flu? Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, sadly, and, that kind of stuff happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I, mean, I was actually at the hospital last night with another patient for a completely different reason. And uh, this patient could very well have been... Um, he went in through the ER. Could it very, I, you know, it was one of those. Do we do we uh, admit him as a mm-hmm. overnight patient or not? And the doctor decided because there's so limited space not to, right? For an elderly person, uh, and I went, oh, <sighs> yeah. I don't. I'm not really comfortable with this trajectory. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so let's let's shore up. Let's right. get ready, and not just for me, right. but for the community. And that's that. Yeah. The, that's I would, the vital. Herbalism. That's that vitalism thing. Is yeah. that more broad spectrum thing? Looking, yeah. looking at what what are some other reasons why things like this are happening, and what can we do? You know, what what part of my attitude can change? You know, do I have the luxury of going saying out saying swear words out loud when <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> stuff comes my way, or do I just like that? That's what's happening. Okay, right. now let's just solve it. Get your problem yeah. solving face on. Right. You know, you can swear later. Yeah. You know, but you you got to keep people's spirits up because they need to be with you. Right. You know, you, you start getting emotional and get angry at stuff about a problem you have to solve and you've just isolated other people and you want people to come closer, not farther away. Right. So... There's there there will be there will be time for a beer and a, and a good healthy swear like a sailor session, but this ain't the time. <laughs> That's what I feel like. I gotta remind myself of being the healing mode. Yeah. Know? Now it's time for a real herbalism radio sponsor break. The Practical Herbalist Press. That's in addition to our website and our podcast. That is right. Practical Herbalist Press is all about providing really good books and information by written by experienced herbalists. Us. Us, but others <laughs> eventually as yes, well. Yes, that's very true. And it's bite-sized information that we research the heck out of. We have medical information out there that we're really doing a lot of research on. We are. We have growing gardening with herbs. We got stuff for about pets, your yes. home, your family, ethnobotany. Ethnobotany. Mm-hmm. We also put it in terms of the traditional ways we've talked about historic, herbs, historic, yeah. mm-hmm. whether they're warm and cooling, that right. sort of thing, mythical and very practical stuff. The Practical Herbalist Press is dedicated to providing the best herbal related books on the market. Look for our titles on Amazon, search for the Practical Herbalist Press, or visit our website at practicalherbalistpress.com. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that's important for activists in general today to be keeping in mind because the anger has gotten us to this point Mm -hmm. in part. 
I mean, there's been a lot of anger and pointing fingers. I mean, even the women's march that just happened, mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of people going, "Well, would those white women have done for the walked for the Black Lives Matter?" And oh, well, are they going to be wearing headscarves when Muslims are getting, you know, putting into? And I'm thinking. So instead of even having this one day and this one event where a lot of people came together and said, compassion is important. Mm -hmm. We need to take care of each other, which was the central message to the march from what I, from what I Right. It was a giant network. Right. Mm -hmm. From what I was listening, I was listening to the speeches that were given uh, in Washington, Mm D.C. And Listening to all of that, I'm like, okay, so you've got that one thing, and already you who marched are trying to tear each other apart. Sound system wasn't good enough. Why didn't they anticipate 10,000 people in Eugene? Well, did you? Right. Where is your donation of a giant speaker? Well, and and calling out, oh, well, those people are white people, or those are white women, or those are black women. Or why are there men here? Muslim, or exactly. I mean, you're trying, we as activists need to stop separating mm-hmm. ourselves and start combining. Yeah. It's that, fine. that unity theme. And it's good to take a look and find out where the problems are. I mean, that's, yeah. that's healthcare too. Right. Here's a problem. Right. And now the the solution is from, from our part will be this. Right. So I, I took a look at what was going on in March. And I, oh, next time let's try this. Not, yeah. you know, I don't want to condemn anybody. No. You know, I don't want to condemn the social worker on the other end of the phone that I talked right. about earlier today, <laughs> yeah, you know, because yeah. that person needs to be my buddy. Mm-hmm. You know, well, they need to be part of my network. I may yeah. not agree with the way that they just solved, solved, quote unquote, the problem we talked about today, but I, I, it's okay. I ask for forgiveness from other people. So I certainly need to give forgiveness to others. True. True. So, yeah. Yeah. Oof. It's a big mm. one. Thank yeah. you, Yaka, for opening all of those very difficult topics. <laughs> right? <laughs> Here's the Yaka. Yes. Cheers. Yes. What a way to begin a new year, mm-hmm. right? Unity. That's what we're Unity. looking for. Unity. Unity. Yep. So now it's time for Herbs in the News. And this month or this week, we actually have... We have a news article. We do. Well, an article-ish. We have an event. It's we an have event. an event. An even event. better. Even better than an article. And, is. and it's an event that I know all three of us are are very supportive of. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah. Very supportive of. Yes. yes. World Fire Cider Making Day, February 2nd. Yes. yes. Time to get that fire cider made. And we have a recipe on our website of, of one that I like using. Um, there's a, as it's a recipe, it's been around for a long time. There's all kinds of variations of it. I personally am all into rose hips, so I added some rose hips to it because it's so pretty for one so thing. Pretty. It's pretty, so that beautiful pretty. color. And it's also, you know, that extra vitamin C, the extra ascorbic That's acid helpful. that you get from, from rose hips. I, I like it. And I yeah. think that kind of sweet and, sweet and sassy taste is one of my favorite. Nice. So, yeah. So fire cider. So Jen- now tell us about why. Why, why is this being happening? Why? Why? I mean, why don't we have a national root beer making day? Hey, There's a might. reason we why. might. Yeah, don't don't say we don't. We just don't we know. Mu- we we don't know. Well, <laughs> the root beer association will probably give us a call, say now time to celebrate root beer making day. But, but this yeah. one is for a specific reason. It is yes, and it's the I believe third. Is it the third I annual? It's the third. Third annual. Yeah. So there was a, a lawsuit um, that was put against. Uh, four women mm-hmm. that make fire cider and have been making it for a while from another 
a company that had copyrighted the name Fire Cider. The words, Fire the Cider. Words, the words, Fire Cider. So they, uh, they were sued as um, they were told that they were using a copyrighted term and asked to cease and desist. And there's been a lot, you know, there are many different sides to this one. But uh, the bottom line was that uh, it's a very old, old, old recipe. And we see this in the business world all the time where people will right. try to copyright something that's that's old that's been going on for a long time and sometimes it goes over and sometimes it doesn't and and the first part of the lawsuit has failed the second part we're, we're not sure we'll find it's out about done. that we'll definitely report to you when it does but uh, fire cider in general that recipe is we can all make our own there's there's no problems yeah. with that you should make your own it's very very helpful to be honest it's so darn easy i don't know why you wouldn't make your own yeah. i mean honestly you get a jar, you stick cider vinegar in it, mm-hmm. you put some fiery herbs in it, yep. you cap it and you let it do its thing. That's right. I mean, I'm lazy. I don't even shake mine. <laughs> you know? Oh, <laughs> I scoff. And they, I scoff at you, non shaker. Oh, comes out great. Non shakers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, fire cider is, is fabulous for, for, I take a sp- teaspoon of it every day. Right. I have a little bottle by my by my sink and gobbled out right down. But I do I love the taste of it. It invigorates me and then this is the other thing it helps me with because I take that spoonful of it first thing in the morning and then I have got to drink my water. Oh yeah. <laughs> get you hydrating. Mm-hmm. Get me hydrating and also to be merciful to those that would be breathing my fire cider breath. <laughs> nice. So when I drink my water, and that's what I do before drinking the first cup of coffee, which is always important to drink water before drinking your first cup of coffee. Otherwise yes. you will get dehydrated. Oh, that's my problem? And that's it. Yeah. That, that's See? your only... That's the now key. that's See? the solution. To so all now you just need to have some fire cider and water before your mm-hmm. coffee. Well, that wouldn't be bad. I should do that every morning. Be smart. I don't know why I don't, but I don't. So we need to thank Nicole Telkish yes. for bringing this to our attention. Yeah, I believe she's one much. of the sponsors of this event yes. each year. Is yeah, there like a Facebook so. group or anything? There is this? World of Fire Sighting. Fire Sighting. Fire <laughs> That's There's for houses. One. Yeah. There's one. <laughs> uh, Fire Sighter Making Day Facebook page. And there is a website as well people can take a look at. Uh, but again, February 2nd, and actually when I was at the, a lot of people use the standard formula of taking a teaspoon of the fire cider in like eight ounces of water and, and swallowing that down. Uh, I so was you at, don't just take a shot. Don't, well, you can. <laughs> that's what I do. I just, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, that's what my son does too. He just takes yeah. a shot of it. You know, whenever, at least for him and I, I don't know if anyone else gets this, but you know, when you get those hiccups that come from really deep in your belly and they hurt like heck. Mm. It really just means your stomach's not ready to digest. And uh-huh. if you take a shot of vinegar, they go away. That's what I should do for my son is have him start to take that mm-hmm. because his belches can rattle windows. Oh, yeah. He might need that. He yeah. might need that. So, yeah, my son will go and he'll just take a shot of the shot of vinegar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dad always looks at him like, what the heck? Well, I was at Crazy. the <laughs> hospital last night and one of the nurses was talking to another nurse and she's saying, oh, diarrhea just needs to take some of the apple cider vinegar. And then she goes hurrying off. And I went, yeah, and I'd make that fire cider, apple cider vinegar. You can have be it. Better. Yeah. It'd be better for you. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't just increase your calcium absorption, which is good for, you know, right. 
not only dealing with osteoporosis and blah, 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 but also it's good for calming. Calming and helping you sleep. Exactly. You got to, you got to have that and rinsing veggies in it. It's really good for that. Um, Helping you with your blood sugar. I mean, there's just a. We use fire cider in soup, actually. You know what you need? Oh, yeah, tasty. Like when you would normally put in a little bit of lemon, Mm -hmm. you can add fire cider at that point. Sure. And use that instead. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, and people like taking it internally, but externally mm-hmm. it's good for cleaning things too. I mean, oh, yeah. all those sulfur-based uh, herbs like the onion and the garlic, those, oh, yeah. you know, kind of spray that down like your bathtub and then throw down some baking soda. Let it do its thing. Yeah, you germs, they and will go, you'll actually it. hear the screams. Forget about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, World Firesider Day. So if you're interested, there isn't a National Root Beer Making Day, but there is a National National Root Beer Float Day. Oh. And you'll never guess who the big sponsor is of that one. Hmm. Let's see. I don't know. A&W. 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 Yep. And it's yeah. August 6th this year, 2017. All right. So All right. National Root Beer Day. Make, mark day. your calendar twice, folks. Yeah, let's February work. 2nd, World Firesider Making Day, August Sixth. Sixth is National Root Beer Float Day. Right. Well, you, you know, if we get on that in May, we could make our own root beer. Yes, we could that, have a. We hey, could have it. we could make our own. It, like we could distill thing. it, or not distill. We could ferment and everything, oh. and be like full you, on. Real you got a recipe, beer. don't you? We have root beer. Yeah, yeah, we got a root beer recipe. Have to write that down. You have to write that down. Have to send it up. Put it on the calendar. Yeah, Boom. Yeah, and you if go. you make it yourself while you're drinking your root beer floats, you can say, "My God, this is so healthy for me." I know, right? <laughs> I love I yeah. love those justifications. I love that. And then we can yeah. make our own ice cream. Yeah, oh, roll yeah. that around with the salt. And yeah, I'll let you skin. take care of that one. All right, <laughs> we'll milk the chickens. We'll do all the. What did you say? <laughs> you didn't know about. Have you not been milking your I've chickens? I've not been milking your chickens. Oh my God, what a wasted resource. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at the Practical Herbalist. No, wait, Facebook.com slash the Practical Herbalist, right? I, I, I yeah, that sounds that then, sounds great. And then they we're on Pinterest, and we're on Twitter, and we're on which other one? Can on Instagram, Instagram. It's hashtag, Instagram. It's hashtag the Practical Herbalist. Right. How is that spelled? Hashtag. It's the little hashtag. <laughs> no, it's, the it's the little number, number sign, number sign, you know, or pound, you know, pound sign. sign. Hashtag. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Hashtag the practical herbalist. Practical with C and I or love K. seeing other people putting stuff in that gallery. Yeah. It's awesome. We have like it's so much more cool than there. just yeah. We did. Yes, and and they aren't all mine. Right. It's so awesome. We're chillers. Remember yes. on Twitter yes, we were Twitter. called chillers. chillers. Yeah. yeah. We were called so chillers. yeah, follow that us so on cool. Twitter. Thank you for calling us chillers. If you're into more um, detailed, advanced herbalism as well, or advanced topics or more extended topics, uh, check out our club. Yeah. You can join the Herbal Nerd Society and get access to all the old podcasts and special articles that Sue and Candace have written. You guys were one you wrote one on ginger all, mm-hmm. and you've done some extensive ones on. We did a couple on ginger. Ginger, um, ginger is our herb of the month. month. Right. Yeah, we right. start January with ginger. And uh, we are looking forward to lavender as being our yes. February one. Right. So, and you don't have to be a nerd. We could make you into a nerd. You become a nerd. You can become a nerd. You become an herbal nerd. Exactly. And That's be part the of the society. 
the herbal nerd society. The herbal specific that you know that would be that's a really awesome. great name. That's an awesome for name. a group yeah. <laughs> of nerdy herbalists, <laughs> right? Indeed. And don't forget about our ebooks. Our yes. ebooks on Amazon. Yes. Yeah, I just had somebody send me a message saying, "Are you aware of how cayenne works to help with cancer and blah blah blah?" I was talking about cayenne, oh, yeah. like. Yeah. Actually, actually, um, um, actually, actually, I happen to have been part of writing an ebook <laughs> on Kaya. Just that topic. Let me send you a link. Make <laughs> <laughs> sure to buy that. Yeah, Kaya's a really good one to include in your fire cider in too. So if you want to get some really good information on what that Kaya's going to do for you in your fire cider, check out Chili Pepper. Well done with your full, full circle stuff. I was very right. impressed. You see, that's the vital herbalist nature. Oh. Oh, wow. Oh, man. <laughs> With that, we're out. <laughs> the show is brought to you by Practical Herbalist Press. Herbal books for today's practical herbalist. Find their books on Amazon.com today.